Spurs and Culture Podcast. I'm Rosa and this week the winds are late but the vibes are impeccable. Joining me to bask in it all are Sam and Lauren. Welcome back guys. Hey hey. Hello hello. I am delighted to see your faces and I can't wait to discuss literally every last detail of that wild glorious win over Sheffield United in our beautiful beautiful stadium. Uh, The women's transfer window also shut last week so we'll ponder what that means for us and then of course finish up with some culture picks. First I think there's only one place to start and that is with the absolute pandemonium in the stadium (laughs) at 100 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) um sam you and i were there i was in the upper west um which actually did kick off a little bit amazingly um shout out to the lovely australian dude not sam totally different australian (laughs) dude who i sat next to um we had a great time um but you sam were in the south stand i believe yeah, I was in the South Stand, but I want to because it's that, that was your first game, uh, first first uh, and ball experience, right? Oh my god, it was! And so you know, don't worry how about me. I want to hear about I? the contrast in <laughs> last season to to what you felt on on Saturday. Oh my god! Well, you know, for me, it was like slight. It was always slightly different because obviously, even though the last game that I went to was that horrible defeat, we lost to Brentford, right? Yeah. our last home game and but like it was like less it was horrible but also slightly less gloomy for me because you know how much I love Ryan Mason and I kind of and I just loved uh, seeing him be in charge but just everything for me on Saturday was just so nice man I think that's the overwhelming feeling that I got it wasn't like it wasn't even like those very when things were good under Conte there was a good atmosphere but it was all pretty intense and even the sort of even with Pochettino, really, it was very kind of emotional in that, like, oh, my God, I'm going to die if we don't win way. And it just didn't feel like that at all on Saturday. It was just so sort of lovely and just watching us play this, like, I just felt quite calm, even when it got to, you know, 95 minutes. And I was like, we're just, it's not going to happen for us. We're not going to score. And the guys behind me were like, we could be we could be watching this game for another hour and we'll never score. That was quite funny. <laughs> but I did like I agreed with them. I was like, it's just gonna be one of those days, but it didn't feel horrible. There was like no like poison in the stadium whatsoever. All of the like anger that we felt was directed at the ref largely. Um and you could just feel the belief, right? In the yeah. whole Ange project. Like I knew it was going to be good, but I just, I feel like I've never really felt that sort of love before in the stadium. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. I, like the biggest thing for me was the yeah enormous contrast to compared to last season. You know, if, if we were to go a goal down, even early Conte days, it was um, just you start to hear the moans and groans early doors, and like it it really. That that gets to me because I'm I'm the sort of person that's like if if you you paid your money to be in the ground like I really want to get behind my team 
and understand that everybody pays their money and they can support their team how they like but um but you have to un- you have to know it doesn't help right ever just to exactly, get really yeah exactly. um so it was just so nice to see that you know even even though we did we go did go a goal down that uh yeah the, the moans and groans weren't creeping in or at least where i was anyway it was um yeah just maybe a little bit more quiet but i think for like a category c uh you know saturday game uh 3 p.m like the atmosphere was was amazing given we were one nil down for for a good chunk of it as well um and yeah yeah. ages like half an hour i guess in the end that was what what 20 minutes 25 to go yeah um yeah it was it was pretty unreal thing yeah like i i'm still trying to process what actually happened (laughs) 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 like when i was chatting with you guys after the game i i you know i I realized that it it, it had happened but like it was almost like this blackout part of my brain that yeah yeah it's it's wild like if i I almost like I know I couldn't possibly have enjoyed it more, but like I almost feel like did did I did I like understand what was happening in that moment? Like did I really 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 get it? I don't know if I did. Um, Lauren, you haven't been able to make it back to the stadium yet, right? Um, did you get to? Did you watch it? Did were you watching it on like a dodgy stream? Yeah, I was watching. I mean, to be fair, I've, I was at the Shaq for our preseason game, and I, I oh, got my enough. belief. So I got yeah. my yeah, I got my belief there. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna do this. But yeah, it it, it was just chaotic. Like seeing the notification that we, <laughs> yeah, you know, like seeing the notification that we'd scored, and obviously you're waiting for the goal to go in on your stream before before the goal had gone in on my stream. We'd scored again, and it was just like. Oh my god! Seriously, yeah, it was literally just like an (laughs) adrenaline. It was like an adrenaline rush. But even even from home, I felt calm. Like it, it, you know, it was ninety four, ninety five minutes, and even I was thinking that the chance will come. Like the chance, the chance will come. Mm. Um, I didn't, I didn't think that we were going to win the game. But I knew we weren't going to lose that game. I knew they would find something. They would create something. Um, But yeah, it doesn't matter who. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter who the opposition is when you win a game that late and you know latest comeback winning his, like on record it's it, it, it you know it could be Arsenal it could be Sheffield there's just like a feeling of euphoria that you've that you've done it that you've overcome it and I think it's so important I think for Ange um early on as well just for the players to say look this is what we're about like we're we're resilient and it, and it was just a sense of pride and like don't get me wrong I remember under Conte when Bergwijn got the two goals and then like I hadn't felt that sense of like adrenaline since Lucas Moore's hat-trick um but I think yeah there's just a togetherness like I think people are like my non-Spurs friends are sick of me because I'm so happy like at the moment like there's just like there's just a good vibe like it's a good time to be a Spurs fan and like it feels like the the whole fan base is united at the moment um and yeah just seeing all the celebrations at the end I've, I've watched the replays and obscene I was gonna say how and- many videos have you watched now of what I don't know man I don't I, annoyingly like there's one that I really love there's obviously like I've, I just went back to have another look at it because what I really love is how it's after we've equalized and pushing for the second goal and the noise in the stadium at that point is louder I think already than for like other goal celebrations 
with literally everyone in the stadium being like, go on, go on, go on. Yeah. So, and then the Harry roar, just, and obviously like I've gone to have a look at it and like copyright reasons, taking it down because uh, why should we have any fun? Was, yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> one of my favourite things in football, you know, when, when you can, a goal is about to happen. It's like those final couple of passes or when a player goes past somebody and it's just that like united roar of go on mm-hmm. all at once. And then it's that bit of silence. And then again, and then again. The and, pause. Oh, as perfect. the ball hits the back of the net. And then so just like everybody. This is, this is it, Sam. You were in that like mass of people. <laughs> like I've watched it and I, you know, obviously like I saw it from where I was sitting. You were in that like mass of people just kind of rising up as one you know obviously we were as well uh, where we were sitting but there's just something different surely like that happens right in front of you yeah i mean it, it's it's beyond insane like uh, for the for the uh brennan johnson one it was wild just for that mm. and, and the, that's even with a couple of people that knew that it was offside because the the referee um and the assistant flagged quite early for it so uh, um, like I jumped and then like almost immediately it was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I proper fell for it though. <laughs> that could, do you know what though? I'm glad we celebrated it because I've watched it again and the control he has. That to touch pick that Exactly, man. Like. We've got a taste for it now, yeah. We've got a player. Like, we've got, like, we've got, we've, we've we've got, got do, player, we've got, got something special, right? And I don't want to like over, you know, some people have been making like deli comparisons and stuff. Um, but there is a similar thing about the way he moves right yeah it, it reminded me at the the bridge the uh, eric dyer long ball over the top mm-hmm. when delhi controlled it touch yeah, and yeah. finish yeah it was kind of like it, it it was shades of that but yeah you just look and think to do that the context of that he came on the pitch is his debut he's obviously feeling nervous and he just controlled the ball like that and finished yeah. you just thinking yeah okay cool because we, we've got do pace that in, in, our top, in our in our yeah where we needed yeah. it but I think this is it right because there's I think he sort of exemplifies the whole team in a way that calmness and that confidence to just keep pushing and that's what's different right that's different from even that yeah even that Leicester win that we all loved and I sort of we've had quite a lot like there's been some sort of weird commentary I feel like this week about has this you know is this finally the end of Spursy and I'm like do you know how many like late comebacks we've had over the past few years like you know if you want to I'd say we bury Spursy anyway but if you want to use that that's not appropriate anymore but it is different because the sort of calmness in the stadium and even when it wasn't calm it was just kind of pure encouragement I think and the way you know we just what is it that Ange says like we keep going yeah we never stop we never stop very you know basically the same i got it totally wrong but essentially the, the same <laughs> you'd think i'd know this i've watched enough like an and interviews and seen enough videos um but it's just the How same right? it's just the same it's just they just did what they had to do and they kept going they kept on moving nobody got there were moments of frustration but nobody seemed like they were kind of overwhelmed by it like it didn't they weren't going to start just kind of hoofing balls long or whatever. It was just like, we play yeah. this way and the rewards will come. And I think it just shows, like considering like pre-season as well, which was disrupted, opposition changes, cancelled games, to kind of sustain that fitness level, to actually continue to play 
this, our style of football where we didn't panic. Mm-hmm. I was just like, because usually if you think, okay, we, we drop off, or like the Leicester game, we just think oh, someone makes a mistake, but that wasn't a mistake. It's not as if, you know, Sheffield defensively, were really, really good. Like it was, like it was just frustrating. Um, but yeah, it was just an absolute commitment to Ange Ball. No, and and I think belief from the players that mm-hmm. if they play this way, they'll get results. Um, so yeah, I think it's just. And it's oh, everybody. Yeah, I don't but want I think... that stress again, but we have to no. do it. <laughs> <laughs> but the weird thing is, I don't know how you felt, Sam, but like. I didn't feel like that stressed out. I felt like disappointed. I thought, oh, it's just going to be one of those days. We deserve to win this game, but it happens. I've seen it before. I didn't feel sort of, oh, I'm climbing the walls with it. I felt quite calm in a weird, not exactly calm, but do you know what I mean? There was like a different feeling. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like there was, it wasn't like anger or you know, that we we played awfully. It did, yeah, it, it just kind of felt like one of those days. Um, I think it was like the Richarlison chance that that he headed over the bar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're like, he's doing all the right things. He's he's getting in the right positions, great delivery. But then I thought, you know, how many chances are we going to have after that? Um, probably not our day. And then, uh, yeah, wasn't I wrong? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wasn't I wrong? Yeah, I'm just happy the ref didn't ruin the game. To be honest, it didn't ruin. Yeah, so I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Um, (laughs) Lauren, you said you felt like we were definitely gonna draw because I did. Like I didn't feel like that, but when we drew, when we drew level, then I was like, we're gonna win. Yeah, I think because I was just thinking how much time that was left. Mm. I was thinking, oh, I think we probably only got maybe enough time for one goal. Um, So, but then. Yeah, I think the the momentum kind of switches, and I, I, I'm one of the first people to to criticise Daniel Levy, but the stadium and the acoustics and what that can generate in terms mm-hmm. of a wall of noise. In like you know, we know that the opposition won't be able to communicate with each other. There's a lot, you know, we can put a lot of pressure on. That's and it, yeah, true. You just I never think, think about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll be able to push, and the and I think the momentum swung. Um, and I, I, you know, I think there was belief there anyway. But I think getting the goal, it was a case of well, we've got one point. Let's go and get two more. Um, so yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? Once because I was at once the sort of once the Brennan Johnson goal was ruled out, I was like, okay, fine. Like we can't, like we can put the, ba- the ball in the back of the net, but we still can't get a goal. But what, you know, because then it, it's in your mind, isn't it? Like there's no like a goal is just not going to come but when one happens. You're like, okay, why why not two? Why not two? And then we've just um, it was honestly I, given what I thought that day was going to turn out, my first game back, I can't I can't believe like that gift we've all been given. I'm jealous. <laughs> it's, the thing is though, so now Laura, don't you believe that as soon as you go back, it's just going to happen for you as well? Like, yeah, I'm, the way I've been scrambling to get tickets, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like asking where I'm like, you've got any spares? Because it's like, I think it's just a case of like, you've got to be there now. You've got to be at, like, yeah. if you can, obviously, we have overseas fans. Um, if you can get there to just experience it, because, you know, this is, I think this is the best collectively that the fan base has felt in a really long time. Yeah. So it's just kind of being in that community. You just want to, you want to be there and, and we've got belief in the team. And it also, it just feels like the players, they get it. 
you know that they un- they understand they understand how important it is to to unite the fan base again that that it's been tough um and yeah just seeing like it doesn't matter what angle you watched of the celebrations or, mm-hmm. or who you didn't know who like every time you watch a video you see something there's different. always something new <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just like oh. you know just to see them like they just didn't know what to do with themselves like they were, like, in that moment it was just like oh my god what have we just done so yeah it was just when yeah, Kulu scores, and then everyone's just like screaming and running <laughs> off in different directions. <laughs> like when, uh, yeah, when the the final bell of the school day goes, and all the kids are just running out, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> running out of school. I was I thinking, um, days, yeah. Do you do you think that we extracted the like absolute maximum amount of joy that we could have out of that game with the way things went? Because it had its like banana skin moment, it it wasn't going our way. That it felt like everything was against us, refereeing wise. Um, you know, like Ange obviously made a huge move bringing off Sonny. Um, where you know when you need a goal as well, which is it's pretty gutsy. I haven't mm-hmm. heard too much chat about that. Um, not sure if it's injury related, but I'll go with what 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 feeds my story and agenda here. Um, but yeah, I think for, like in reflection that it, it, like we could not have extracted more feel good out of that game with the way it went, I think. I agree. And it, but to the point where it slightly scares me, it was too, we're on such a high. It was too good. It was too good. And I don't know if I'm like, maybe now's the time to get into it because I think it was so perfect but there was also a narrative that was even more perfect for that day. And that was Richarlison. Everything that he's been through and it all kind of coming to a head last week, we know it's been talked about so many times with him in tears and then also being courageous enough to talk about it afterwards and talk about the problems that he's been having. And they intended to, you know, seek psychological help Um which is a big deal. It's so it's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then for him to have that moment to come on, to score the equaliser and to set up the winner. I don't know when you have stories that perfect. And it's sort of, I feel sort of weird talking about it as a story, as a narrative, because it's a human being. But that's not, that just doesn't feel normal to me. That just feels like something that is, it's too, it's almost too perfect to be real. And, he like there's no one who deserves it more man because aside from anything else he's like the best guy right no absolutely I think he he needed it as in him specifically I think what we've seen considering what's going on with with other players like Sancho and 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 these type of things I think for Ange publicly to speak so well about him to to support him for the fan base to unite for his teammates to unite all of those things he still needed to score that goal um, so the, the fact that he was able to do it for himself, um, I was just felt so happy for him. Like I, I like it. You just think, thank you, because this could be. I don't want to turn it into you know this. This could be his like pivotal moment, and then he goes on a on a run and scores in you know five, ten, ten games in a row. But in order for him to to, to kind of pick himself up up off the floor, he needed it, and I think to do it in the nature because then it obviously the place just went wild and, and everything and the context of it. 
yes, we would have been happy if he'd come on in the 60th minute and scored. But I think that just the context of 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 actually being a match winner in that crucial moment, I think that just shows his character even more. So yeah, I was just I'm just happy for him, and I hope that you know whether it's the derby at the weekend or or wherever that he can kind of take that confidence with him. Hundred percent. I like the the thing that I was thinking about as well is like if that was me that had scored that goal, uh, you know, like in in uh, in added time after all the crap that I've been through, um, in sort of like yeah the months leading up to it, like you said, and he's been struggling. There's no way I'm not like just jumping the fence, running into the south stand, making it all about me. And he didn't. He, he just told him to grab the ball and he ran straight back to the halfway line. Like he's thinking immediately about the team. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm just so stoked for him. I like was was having a little. I, I did like a little Instagram post and was talking to a few people about just how <clears throat> I'm sure like the three of us all know like how hyper masculine our sport is and how um, sort of very rarely um, issues like this are spoken about, especially with um, you know big time players you know like like Richarlison. Um, I think we've just been lucky enough to have both Delhi and and Richarlison in, in the same light that have been ours, that we can really hold our heads up high, that we've got these like two amazing characters that have so openly and honestly spoken about sort of mental health issues and, and you know, yeah, some of life's biggest issues. So it's like really cool that we have these two cult heroes now that, that are ours that we can love and cherish and just hope that he goes on to, you know, score more goals and give us more moments like this. And, and even if he doesn't, like, I'm just... So happy that he's ours because he's an amazing person. That's it. I do feel really privileged to because I've I've had arguments with people about him, and I work with someone who um, is a Watford fan, and but is also kind of is a bit like oh, but I also you know like goes to see Tottenham when he can, and he really like laid it on quite thick about Richarlison for ages. He was like, oh, I think he's just like a petulant child, and he doesn't. It's all about him, and I like you know, defended Richarlison a lot last season and obviously didn't get a lot to work with. To, but I mean, I, but I really, like, lo- and I went back into work last week and this is obviously before what happened on the weekend and I was just like, I don't, I don't want to hear anything anymore because here's a man who's been brave enough to talk about what he's been going through and you do not get to call him um, a petulant child or any of that nonsense anymore. This is a man, this is a, this is a human being who has like opened up about these things and we should really, we should be grateful as fans, I think, and football should be grateful. But it also made me think that I really hope in some small way, like something has kind of changed in football because obviously, because I was thinking about what's the last time I felt like, or like what's a time I felt so emotional watching someone score, kind of break their duck really. And obviously we had the Soldado goal against, Everton when like he cried and we all cried and it was all gonna be great from then on and then obviously it wasn't but we now know obviously that he had some like horrible personal trauma to deal with um that obviously affected him that he didn't talk about I mean I don't know what he kind of did behind the scenes we never knew about any of that and I think just maybe the fact of Richarlison feeling able to be more open and having a manager who really backs him as well could 
like, like can we be sort of slightly more optimistic that it actually will lead to something kind of bigger and better for him? I don't know. I think at our club that we've got the leadership of Ange, I'm confident in saying I think the fact that he feels brave enough, he's still involved in the team. Um, he's obviously going to get the support that he needs behind the scenes. You know, and I'm not putting Spurs on a pedestal. There are other clubs that would do the same, but I don't think that's the case up and down the Premier League, mm-hmm. um, for example. And I, I, you know, I think if he was at uh, other clubs, I won't name them specifically because I don't um, work there. What goes on behind the scenes, you can only read into what you see online. You know, I don't think he would have the same kind of level of support. Um, yeah, if he was at another club, so I'm just happy that. We've also got Ange in place because equally, I think it's not as if, you know, he's been suffering for, for, for months. If Conte was still here, but I have to, you know, have to put it out there. Would we also have the same kind of reaction um, if, if if he was still our manager? Probably not. So, yeah, I think it's just kind of really good timing, but also, again, testament to the environment that not just Ange, actually, I just think the, the new leadership group, um, as well, that there, there's just a there's a togetherness that that we're seeing um, amongst the squad, and they're not afraid to sh- to show that love publicly, it, like them yeah. kind of pushing Richarlison forward. It's not this like is it's it, but it's before, but it felt yeah, really symbolic, nice. right? Yeah, where Sunny just kind of because it's a whole movement, isn't it? I think I saw there was some footage earlier of um, the subs of the bench, right? So Sunny's sitting next to. Um, GB and they're like watching Richarlison like like they're ready like they're waiting for it to happen and then so no hang on so it must have been the winner right so they and then they all just kind of leap off the bench and go like running towards him and it's just such a and so then you see the whole movement and then you see Sonny kind of grab Richarlison and like push him and that to me feels really Like, I know it is stuff that happens in other games. It's stuff that happens at other clubs. But because we take it in as a whole, right, it's part of all, like, all of the stuff that's happening right now. It feels really, really, really special. It's too good. Is this? Is it too good? Are we just? No, I don't. I don't think. I do feel scared. Like like, like Anne says, like like Anne said, I think we can just bask in our happiness for now. Like we know, like we're not stupid. Mm -hmm. We know that. You know the wheels could come off <laughs> at, at any time, mm-hmm. but what like whilst the wheels are still on the car, let's just enjoy it. And I also want to like I think Sonny becoming captain at a time when we hadn't had a leadership change in you know going on you know seven eight however many years. Um, Kane leaving on the on you know the first day of the the season and him having to kind of step up. And there were a lot of question marks. I'm not, not so necessarily from within our own fan base, but there was a lot of question marks. Why is Sonny the captain? I think what he's shown um, and what we are seeing um, in such a short amount of time and obviously supported by by Madison and, and Romero, even Romero becoming vice captain is a touch. Like he's still so mature now. Like he's taking responsibility. Um, yeah, I just think they've, they've changed the direction of, uh, of what clearly was an unhappy dressing room. Um, last season, so I think I'm like like I love Sonny, and I think we need to build a statue of him outside the stadium at, at the time that he retires, and I hope he retires with us. And I think this is his chance to kind of be the face of the club and 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 be in the spotlight, and it and it's fully deserved. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's just, he really is a wonderful human being, I think. I think it's all right for us to say that without just being ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we should also talk about the other goal scorer Kulisevsky because he is another example I think of like Ange just really knows what he's doing doesn't he like obviously he knows what he's doing because I was like you know, like Sam, you and I are in the same uh, message group as well. And like, and I was messaging just being like, I don't really, I don't think I just, I don't really know what Kulu's doing out there. He's not having a good day. Um, and I think, and then I said it at half time as well. I was a bit like, I, I feel terrible for saying this, but I'm not really sure like what he does anymore. He's just, he just has never, he hasn't, I mean, he still hasn't. I think he said that himself. He hasn't really recaptured the form from you know the end of like Conte's first season when we got top four when he was absolutely he just looked unstoppable um but and I really thought all the stuff about him like running being the player that like runs the most over like in the league or whatever I was like oh just who cares about that stuff come on man um but ultimately it made a massive difference didn't it he just kept going he kept going he kept going and without being like um you know without massively sort of stereotyping him as a sort of cool-headed sweet he is also very calm and he just kept his head and was just in the right moment like in the right place at the right time and it was like i'm so pleased for him as well ma'am it, that's the thing. It was like a perfect, perfect day. It wasn't just Richarlison. It was Kulu as well, who has obviously struggled for quite a long time. Definitely. I think it's nice that I think what, after five games now, the the goal scorers have been like quite varied. I think if you if you look across, I don't don't have all the stats in front of me, but Kulu's chipped in with a couple. Obviously, Sonny scored his hat trick. Richie's on the score sheet now as well. Um, I feel like Solomon's only, you know, a game or so away before he hits the back of the net. He created a couple of great chances just didn't hit the ball sweetly enough but yeah Kulisevsky he's a gem I think um he he's like one of my favorite players to watch just because he's such a unique um ball carrier um he obviously doesn't have like an overwhelming amount of pace but the way he's able to like roll a roll a defender or um he's obviously got his his go-to move cut inside and shoot but like he the amount of times that he can fake and go down to the byline and cut the ball back um, you know, in the lead up to the equalizer, he did it a couple of times where he was just running like relentlessly. Um, and it was all through Kulisewski. Um, and then yeah, obviously the, the the pressure was too much for Sheffield and finally finally cracked. But he's he's fantastic. Like I think, yeah, like similar to Richarlison, I hope that he sort of finds some rhythm now and and cracks on with it because um yeah, he's he's phenomenal. And when he's when he's on form, unbelievable. Yeah, I think he was just suffering from second season syndrome because people had figured, defenders have figured out his cutting on the left foot, but he is getting to the byline on his right and he's becoming, you know, less predictable and he scored the winner on his right foot. And I think the more confidence he has going on his weaker side and he becomes a winger where a defender doesn't know which direction he's going to go, I think those numbers will, will come back. But you know, I'm not an advocate for, I don't know, playing him as an A or moving into midfield. I think he is unique in in how he plays. And I think he just needs 
I think that running stat proves that he's somebody that is very, very physically fit and needs to get back to that level to, to see to see his best level. Um, and I think we are we are seeing that now. Um, and I hope he just takes the confidence. Bargain, Paratici again. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just hoping that yeah that he he gets that consistency back. But um, wrongfully criticised or heavily criticised, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad, and I think it is almost that thing of him just because he is a unique player. Uh, like so when I was saying, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know what he's doing. Um, it, it was just, it was almost that. Like you can't really pigeonhole him, right? Because he's a winger, but you, you're like he's not that fast. So he does have some sort of pace. I feel like he's got sort of pace when he gets going, or maybe it is just that strength. Um, and then he kind of has that one thing, one move that he does. Um, but it's very, but it is very dependent on him, like kind of keeping his strength upright and being able to just kind of shake defenders off, which he ultimately did. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, he he in his like post match interview, he basically said he was like, I'm, I've still got like more levels I can definitely go through. So that's really, really exciting. Um, the other player, like I can't, I can't believe Basuma didn't score that goal. Oh, God, I've watched it loads, man, yeah. and I'm like, even at the time, everyone would have like, lost their heads. I was like, this is happening. I was ready. I was like, practically cheering, and then I was like, how, how did that not go in? I couldn't believe it. What an unbelievable bit of skill! Yeah, I was he's, gasping. He's, it's, like, it's like the ball's glue to his feet. Sometimes he's a phenomenal dribbler, ball carrier passer of, of the football. It was his pass over the top um, to Brennan Johnson. So, yeah, I think if 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 he can stay fit, he, he will score one of those goals. I think he was just, it was on his weaker, his weaker side, but we, we saw him do it on international duty as well. So he'll, 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 he'll do it again. And he is a man yeah. who is feeling the love, <laughs> judging by his crazy Insta. <laughs> He like has me laughing in my seat, like just yes. how stupid he makes people look. Like I would hate to be defending against him, just being like, "Look, man, just run past me. Just whatever you do, just don't don't make me look like an idiot, please." Um, he's yeah, he's. I, I'm so shocked by how good he's been. Like I I, I didn't watch him um, week in week out for Brighton, but obviously, like he had. Like weldy games against Arsenal that that went down in history and um and yeah he always turned up against us but um yeah he's just so good so so good and it's like so nice to have um a deep lying midfielder that you know not digging out any players here but uh, like typically that that player isn't a creator and my god he is a creator um it, it's all through him so just stay fit please Basuma stay fit yeah, we and you know, got, um, Well, Lauren, I was just—I was about to say, actually, I don't—I don't go with those. Uh, like, I'll—I'll I'll never be a woman who will accept that. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> it's the closest we're ever gonna get. But it I is the closest, yeah. and I will—I will accept that. Um, yeah. as yeah, as a as a um Denbeliever, I will always hold that man to the highest of high standards um but i will also accept basuma as a worthy replacement um i just can't i can't believe how much he didn't lose the ball as well i think that's one thing that i'm like astonished by um because 
there were plenty, plenty of times. And I'm, you know, this may well happen against stronger opposition that he will be caught in possession. Um, but then I guess we've got like Van der Ven to clean up behind him. Yeah, like you can see it because the back line's got pace now. It's kind of, we have the ability, I think, if we lose the ball and we're not expecting it. Um, but but equally, Basuma can dribble out of trouble um, and, and we see it. But yeah, it's just weird because I'm, I'm like you, so I'm not going to sit here and bash some of the players who are still in the squad. Um, but have like having a midfielder that can take the ball on the half turn, keep the ball, spray the ball, um, put in good challenges, it just makes such a difference to the way that we want to play because we can now play out from the back um, with confidence. And it doesn't just never make it to our forward line. So, yeah. Um, and it's so weird because last season we just never saw him um, at all, really. And when we did, it was kind of like, oh, we've got a bargain here. Now, 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 Baratici again. Thank you um, for, for him as well. I mean, I'm going to, I'm not going to like defend Conte because um, I've done enough of that. But, I do like I do understand why he didn't play last season. I mean, he was injured at the at the exact time when he was going to get a run in the team. And also I think Conte was just like he just had his guys, didn't he? I mean, for one, like Bensoncourt was always going to start. Like the form that Bensoncourt had been in since he arrived, you're not dropping him. So it's between him and Hobia. And I know obviously there are a lot of Hobia haters. I'm not one of them. Obviously, Bazuma is a superior player in almost every conceivable way, that's fair enough. But I think, like, managers love Hoybier. They really love him. Like, they all play him. And so I can see... And I feel like Basuma is the kind of player who really responds to a manager like Ange. Again, it's a real... Like, I feel like Conte is the kind of manager who is like, okay, you show me what you got. But Ange is like, oh, this is what I believe you can do. So let's do this. And I think Basuma is the kind of player who probably responds to that better. Yeah, I, I think also as well, Basuma needs like um, freedom, I mm-hmm. think, to, to play. And like I, I was really, I was a contour apologist for a very, very long time as well. So I'm not, I'm not sat here um, bashing Conte at all. I think Conte is very much, these are my instructions, you need to follow them. And I think that's why uh, Pierre is loved by so many managers because he has that leadership. He takes on instruction very, very well. Whereas I think Basuma needs to to be given a blueprint of how I want you to play, but also the freedom to express yourself. The freedom to express yourself isn't in the, in the lift of a Conte system. That's not in the top five. Because it's a case of this is the game plan, execute the game plan, and 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 that was it. And and can't knock it. Look how how successful he's been at other clubs. Um, but I think whereas we're now seeing the opposite because we haven't had a manager who gives players just kind of the license. It's like you know, like a football manager when you can just put like like the freedom um, tag on and then just let them do what they want. So I think we're just seeing different kind of personalities in our new style of football but I didn't want to sell Pierre just put it out there uh in the summer so I'm glad we still got him yeah same because also he and Perisic both came on and did a really solid job man cash money 
<clears throat> I want to caveat my point by saying that I think Hobie will have a massive part to play this season. Should he stick around? Um, I think he'll do bits in in the system if uh if he if he doesn't head off in in January because you know he plays that little bit more advanced role for for Denmark you know he got, he got like two goals in the international break i think he can do more than what conte was asking him to do um and i think it's it's probably often often forgotten that he is he's a player and and mm-hmm. depends on what what Ange wants from him like the, at the moment it's just been come in and and plug up the game at the end or you know Obviously, we were throwing on the the entire attack um, with with ten to go and bringing off defenders left, right, and center. Um, and you know, he he played his role in that as well. And yeah, I I think he he'll 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 have his moment. I think so too. I think I would like I would like both him and Perisic to stick around for the whole season because I love so, I love watching Perisic come on and be like okay this is what I can do and what I can do is like a beautiful like pinpoint he's clinical right so onto Charleston's head it's just like sometimes like the simple things are the best aren't they do you know what I mean there's like one simple thing done really 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 well um who else I feel like we just need to be shouting out everybody really I'd like to I'd like to shout out Van de Ven um because it was a beautiful thing to watch him live. I hadn't I hadn't had the pleasure. And I also there aren't that many defenders, I think. And to be honest, Romero probably is also one of them, um, where they do sort of outrageous things that do make you gasp because you can't believe that they could be like that calm. And that controlled under the kind of pressure. And we weren't under pressure a lot in that game. We it sort of got wobbly, didn't it, in um in the second half. But we didn't really it's not like we had a lot to cope with, but when we did, he just dealt with it all so efficiently, so elegantly that it was like, you know, I sometimes wonder why any a footballer wants to be a defender really because you don't really get much of the glory but then when you play like Van de Ven you really do <laughs> he's unbelievable there was there was one moment uh, I haven't watched the entire game back yet um I don't know if I can stomach it <laughs> the, um, it's a lot it's a lot of like not much fun I've like, just watched the last five minutes frustration. That's, that's what I'll do <laughs> but there was like one moment I can't remember when it was it was obviously the second half because they're running away from me but I think it was um McBurney, he had a couple of yards on Van de Ven and Romero, and he would have been cleaning through, but I was just like, fine, Van de Ven is like the quickest player in the world. And obviously he caught up and slowed the play down, and um, we won the ball back because they're both brilliant. But like, I, I didn't have those heart and mouth moments anymore um, with the ball or without the ball. They're both just so composed, so good at what they do, um, and so young. Like, we've got them for oh, years. Oh, young. It's ridiculous, yeah. man. But the way they like work together immediately as well. Like, I can't believe that it wasn't that long ago that we were all sitting here going, you know, do we think they're going to start together? Like, are we going to, like, who's, like, he's only going to start one, right? He's not going to throw Van de Ven, like, straight in. And, like, here we are, and it's like they've been playing together for years. How yeah. How is Ange doing this? Is it witchcraft? I don't know. It's, it's, it's him, it's the data, it's everything. I think you can... You just buy into it. Um, yeah, they just look really, really solid. I also want to shout out Romero because 
um, a, a lot of the Argentinians that came back did not have good games at, at the weekend because they were playing at altitude, flew back really, really quickly. Romero, standard, his standard self in terms of high quality. So to actually get get through the game and play at the quality that he did, a lot of his Argentinian compatriots did not provide the same quality. <laughs> you can name names. I love to McCall- hear it. M- M- McAllister <laughs> at Liverpool, he got hooked at half-time. He looks oh, did he? bizarre. Love to see um, yeah, really so did. I just think, yeah, we've just got a kind of, they're young, but they're really mature in, in the way that they do things. Um, Except and- celebrate goals. <laughs> yeah, but that's very, very true. <laughs> who is it? I can't remember who it is on on Twitter. Who was like, um, I think it was only after like week two or something was putting loads of pictures, being like, these these players have no chill, celebrating, and like they have like zero zero chill. They're so cool on the ball and in the game, and then when they're celebrating things, is is pandemonium. But they're mm-hmm. us. I love that. Man. Yeah. yeah, it just shows that they're enjoying it just as much as we are. Yeah. It's, it's good to see. It's amazing to see that, like, obviously, Mickey got booked. And then for the winner, he's... he's you think he was still on the pitch? Taking his shin pads <laughs> off. He's run you know, 80, 80 metres down the other end of the ground. Should he have been booked? I feel like, didn't Charlie say that, like, technically you should be booked for that? So he should have been sent yeah, off. Like he, he, should have been, <laughs> he definitely should be suspended for North London Derby. But... I think yeah. the ref gave out enough. Like, look at that. <laughs> that ref, man. Um, I don't know if we want to get into it straight away because I feel like we've got a few, like surely we've got a few more like winners to go through before we start getting into like the weird losers. But we will get into that like insane refereeing performance. Um, any more shout outs for any more of our amazing players? Our fullbacks. I think that was okay. one of the yes. can they play together? We can't play with such offensive fullbacks. We, we're going to have to play one or the other. They are showing that they are doing the attacking side of the game really well. Um, Pedro Porras is just like having number 10, but in the fullback position. And they're, def- they're defending well. They're getting up and down the pitch. They're doing the inverted system really, really well. And you know, Pedro Porro especially was somebody that worried me and I haven't been worried the last um, few games. So I think we basically have a whole new defensive unit, the Cairo as well. Um, and they look like they've been playing together for a really long time. So they're this good, this quick, and they're all so young. So it's kind of like, it just looks set. Like I, like that back, the back four that we had with Danny Rose, Carl Walker, Toby and Jan, it was kind of, and Hugo actually in his peak, it was kind of like, yeah, that, you know, that's our defence. We're rock solid. And it just feels like we've been waiting to get to a back four plus the goalkeeper unit that could get back to that level. Um, and I, I feel like we've got it now. So, yeah, shout out to them. Just kids. Like, you doggy, I cannot believe he's just played his fifth Premier League game at the weekend. It's mad. Like it is unbelievable, and he's just turning out performance after performance. Like it's not sustainable. My expectations <laughs> are now just really, really unhealthy. <laughs> but Ange says it's fine. It's totally yeah. fine. We can go crazy. Yeah, he's yeah. an unbelievable. He's yeah, just like he's the one chasing the ball down at the end. 
Like he's been on the pitch all that time and just keeps on going, keeps on going and not only, and like just goes into battle and comes away the winner. Um, I actually, Poro is an interesting one because I really love him. I, I didn't feel like he, maybe it was because I haven't watched the game back. I felt like he didn't get forward as much as I thought he might in that game, but it may be because they were, they were so solid Sheffield, man. It was like there was that one turn that he did though. Did true. have you seen? Mm-hmm. Oh my, yeah, he's 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 a player that boy. Yeah, I love him to bits. I love like he he has the least chill of any of them. I think <laughs> he loves it. He loves himself <laughs> more than anything. And you know, fair play, fair play. Yeah, um, yeah Vicario also um, like I didn't have a lot to do. Um, couldn't really have done anything about their goal, I don't think. No. We, yeah, you're uh, you're yeah. excused, Vic. Mm. And also, just loved all the celebrations. Yeah, yeah we've covered. Come on, you first. He's so lovely. He's so um, lovely. Gain bolt levels of speed to somehow get to the other end of the pitch <laughs> in world record time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Sheffield were hilarious. I don't, I'm not one of those, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'm not one of those fans who are like, oh, it's a disgrace how they played, blah, blah, blah. Like you shouldn't be allowed to play that way. I'm like, it's fine. If you don't have the players, you do what you have to do, right? It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Um, But you are like taking a risk because it is ultimately cheating to be wasting that amount of time. And you should be, you know, you are risking some serious punishment, which in the end, they were, um, but their manager has gone completely insane over the last couple of days, from what I can tell. <laughs> Pretending that what they were doing was not what they were doing, and it was just, and it's all the fault of the rules and the referees who don't know anything about football. His comments about the goal kick were insane because <laughs> he was like, We're trying to play our football a certain way. And Tottenham were pressing us and they wouldn't move to let us play. So we just waited. But the referee like, was telling not... us to kick it. We don't want to <laughs> kick it long. We want to play easy out the back. So we're just going to wait until Tottenham get bored <laughs> and go away. <laughs> I mean, amazing loophole if they had re- if that really works. Like an incredible effort. Yeah. Um, allegedly, he's under a bit of pressure, I guess. Although... Like people would talk, I heard today that people are talking about like Chris Wilder coming back, but he didn't. He no. didn't seem like a very chill. He did not seem chill in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, what annoyed me is that like the referee was atrocious. He had mm-hmm. a point, but then it's like, why did you pick the goal kick to to use as an example? Like it, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of. I think sometimes managers do that, right? They they want to deflect away from. Jason Marino was a master. They want to deflect yeah. away from a team performance. Mm-hmm. They'll blame something else. Uh, and I think if we haven't come away with three points, like I, I, I would have fully expected Ange to, to to maybe say something about the standard of, of refereeing because it, it was shocking. But it was just kind of like every team, like 80% of the Premier League teams play out from the back. You have to adjust mm-hmm. depending on how the opposition press you. You would have done your pre-match analysis you don't need a mother's meeting, like, and, and you know, to sit there. Um, 
and be like, oh, gee, how, how do we take the goal kick? So, yeah, you know, just call it what it was. You were time wasting. Mm-hmm. And that's it's, fine. Yeah. Like, it yeah, happens, that's cool. But, like, yeah. Yeah. But then you are, yeah, but then you are risking being completely undone. That ref was hilarious. He handed out, what, like 12 yellow cards or something and, like, seemingly none of them for any of the, like, serious infractions. I think if anyone looked at the game and looked at the stats, they they would have thought there were, like, it would have been, like, it was, like, a derby-like atmosphere. There were several rules going on. It was nothing of the sort. Like, it was just a normal match. I just don't understand why he he got he had so many cards for just bizarre reasons and honestly like i've, I've seen better refs uh, at sunday league level uh it, it, he was he was shocking for for premier league standard he was awful and he was awful for both sides it wasn't it wasn't just us he just had no control of the game he didn't know what he was doing he just got it got his cards out at random um and and yeah i think the only saving grace is that it was three o'clock on a Saturday. So most people haven't seen the game. Mm. Um, he was awful. I felt bad for him in a way. Cause it was just one of those things where you're just having like a really, really, really bad day at work, but like everyone can see it. I was thinking that like, we're so lucky that that game happened this season, like not last season on the season before that. Cause you know, 12, 12 minutes out of time that that was where I was concerned. Cause I was like, he's, he's been so bad. Up until when I saw that that fourth official raise the board, I was like, he could he could it could be like one last little nail in the coffin here for how he butchered this game if he was to put up six minutes or something, which I wouldn't have been surprised at that point. Um, but yeah, luckily he, he um, you know gave it back to us. The first half he gave us three minutes, and the goalkeeper was down for for, for much longer. Like than twenty that. minutes. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe. I can't believe we got 12 minutes at a time, actually, because so. And because I think we all felt that Ange should have made those changes earlier, but allegedly he was very calm because he knew that all of that added time was coming. So I don't know if he knew something that we didn't. (laughs) When it comes to subs, I'm like, he needs to make it. Yeah, I'm like, well, the game is going to end. We're losing. But he's just—he's—he's he's a psychological master, basically, isn't he? As well, because he knew that they would like that. It, it's that balancing act, isn't it? Of just, of it, just like that—that that completely took the wind out of their sails, as well. To be like, oh fuck, we got to play twelve more minutes. Like if that had been us and we were one nil up, I'd have been like, oh no, we're doomed. Like how are we going to do this again for like another all of this extra time? So it turns out he just—he knows what he's doing. That man, that amazing, amazing man. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is one other thing I think it is in amongst all of the glory of this game, um, and the sort of hilarity of the um of the Heckenbottom meltdown and all of that is that um the Sheffield United goalkeeper Fodingham was like horribly racially abused on social media, I believe, like immediately after the game. And I just like I've had enough, man. Like I'm glad the club is, you know, has come out and said they're gonna cooperate and all of that. But I do I think somebody on Twitter uh, made the point that we need to stop saying you know, these aren't 
these these don't represent our fans. These don't represent our club. Like it doesn't matter if they like they think they do, you know. And I think I would like to see the club also just apologise. I think because they are unfortunately part of our fan base, and yeah. I think we have to take responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest problems with racism in this country, I think it's different in the US, but within the UK, people are are, are more offended by accusations of racism mm-hmm. or to the point that they won't acknowledge racism rather than the incident that's taken place. And I think making an excuse and saying, you know, these people are not part of our fan base, they are. There are Tottenham fans who are racist. At the end of the day, that's, that's the crux of the issue. Um, and you know, for me personally, I'm I'm tired of these kind of performative actions. We can write statements, you you know, players can take the knee, but what we need is action. What we need is follow up. Um, mm-hmm. And if they can track them down um, via social media, they should just be banned. And yeah, and I think that, that, you know, we're part of the club, we're stakeholders of the club. So I think the club should apologise on behalf of its fans because mm-hmm. these individuals... Um, by all intents and purposes, they're from our fan base. Um, so, yeah, I think the first thing that we need to do is just acknowledge it. We need to like stop making excuses for it uh, and stop treating it like an exclusionary. Oh, yeah, this this isn't this isn't the real Spurs um, because every single individual that that is a Spurs fan, we're part of the same collective identity of being Spurs fans, and and we have problems just like every other club. And I I don't think we're going to get anywhere close. Um, to to kind of you know with any form of discrimination we're not going to get anywhere close to, to doing something about it if we can't acknowledge it uh in the first instance yeah i think that's it i think people are you're right um and we saw it um with rudiger um god whenever that was now like what four years ago and and it was as if you know and he just said he was like this happened to me I was racially abused by your fans. Like this happened. And because there was no like quote unquote proof or whatever, it was like the sort of good name of Tottenham fans had been besmirched. It's like, that's not the issue here. Yeah. That's simply irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Like that's the, that was done to him by our fans. So, and it doesn't, you can say that like they are, that's it. These people are unfortunately part of the same collective that we are part of and we have to take responsibility. It's hard, it's so hard to know what to do about it on social media and obviously that's just a kind of ongoing thing, isn't it? Um, but I think... So sad. Like, I just feel I'd, terrible. Like, I feel terrible for him, man. And, yeah, I'd hope that they can find the people that have you know, said these things to him and just lay the absolute law down um yeah criminally and 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 football wise just like never let them back near a ground ever again um and yeah it's a shame i think like in a in a broader picture as well like you know we go after players for not showing enough of their their personalities to us but like you know why would you when if you open yourself up on on these platforms and and try and interact with fans and you get this you know the worst of the worst of society coming after you like that you, you can sort of understand it uh in in that way it's it's just awful to see like it feels like um yeah it really put a damper on the day when i saw that it was just such a such a downer like 
you know, idiots, but idiots. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that's it. Basically, we're just yeah, we're we're really sorry, and we're not going to pretend that these fans have nothing to do with us ultimately because they do. And if we and if we're really serious about tackling these problems, then we have to admit that. I think. Um, thanks, guys. Um, shall we? Do we want to look ahead very briefly? What lays ahead? Nothing, no big deal. Nothing, just nothing. Um, I don't know about, I don't know how you two handle it. I just, I pretend this fixture doesn't happen and I go dark for two hours. Coping mechanisms, what do you do? <laughs> um, I fall into the, the same trap <laughs> every year when I'm like, are we finally going to get rid of our inferiority complex and turn up? And yeah, I actually saw the last time we won at the Emirates, guys, we haven't even had the London Olympics. In, um, no, what? So it's oh, no, bad. you're right. In the yeah. league, though, right? We in the, won, yeah, in the yeah we've won yeah. in the league cup. But, yeah, yeah. But it, it's Kabul, that right? Bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. yeah, and like, like for me, it's not about the football. It's about the mentality, um, mm-hmm. and it's about going there and playing in that atmosphere. I'm not like we're five games into this process under Ange. Arteta's had a long, long time. We're, we're not starting the game on a level playing field um but i cannot watch another team just just go there and not turn up so i need to at least see that as as a fair minimum but i know i'll wake up on sunday full of nerves and then being like maybe just possibly do it every year so i'm not gonna pretend otherwise um are you gonna watch it though you're not going to pretend yeah. it's not happening like I do. Okay, you guys, no, yeah, you're, you're not a coward. I, like, I, yeah, I, I hold up it. my hands. I definitely, yeah. definitely am. Um, Sam, what about you? Uh, yeah, this time of year, I always sort of spend, yeah, a couple of days, like, trying to scrounge around for a spare, which obviously never happens because, like, there's never a spare going for uh, Arsenal way. Um, any spares, let me know. Uh, um, and Oh, my God, for real, you'd go. You would legit go and set foot oh, in there. Hundred percent. Yeah, just you know, give it me. Um, but yeah, so what I've decided, which I think is is a good call this this time around. Normally, yeah, I, I'm I'm still trying to speak about it because I'm my head's gone. Um, but whether deciding whether to, I watch it at home, I could never go to a pub and watch it just at, at the thought of having to to watch it with one of them. Um, so that like that option is always ruled out. Um, but I'm going to go to the Fighting Cock Social um, for for this season, which I think will be good because obviously if it goes well, it'll be great vibes. If it goes bad, we're all in it together, right? So you're in yeah. a safe space. That's the most important thing. I My think wherever, wherever you're, important. yeah, <laughs> wherever your safe space is at your home, is it in a pub? Is it just? hiding under your blankets having turned your phone off you literally just... I was gonna say don't forget do not disturb <laughs> you just everybody you just do what you gotta do um I'm gonna ask you both another question about it quickly which is who do you think starts Sam you first I think he'll go oh it's tough I think he'll 
maybe go with Richarlison up top. But I said that um, before Sheffield because I thought he'd, he'd start. Um, the thing, like, I feel like weirdly confident and like optimistic, but also at the same time, maybe like a little bit laissez-faire about it because like, like you said, Lauren, like it's, it's the beginning of this process. I don't expect us to go there, win three nil, um, wipe the floor with them. I know that, you know, like they're going to get at us. They're, they're, they're a good football team. Um, and we're going to come out they're going to come out and yeah, it's, it's hopefully it's going to be a pretty, pretty awesome game, but I, I, I know that we, we are going to, we'll have the fight in us this time, which some have doubted over the last couple of seasons. I feel like we'll be well up for the physical battle and, uh, and try and play some football as well. So uh, I think it'll be good, but in terms of starting, I think I'd like to see Richarlison start. Um, and Sonny on the left. And that, yeah, Sonny on the left, mm-hmm. Kuliseski on the right, and everything else the same. Um, that'd be my preference. Lauren? I think, what I think, I think he might be unchanged. Because oh, I think mm. Sonny in behind with the with Arsenal's high line may work better like it did against Burnley. Um, but equally, I, I won't be disappointed if I see Rishi in the nine and, and Sonny on the left. Um, but, so yeah, I think overall, I think the rest of the, the rest of the team will stay the same. My only concern, like obviously, I'm a big fan of Solomon. Um, I sort of feel like he'd be the one player that could potentially be overwhelmed in that situation. So it feels like Sonny and Richarlison kind of makes more sense. But then, Evil, do you know what? I think it's almost one of those games where, like, if I could be a neutral in any universe, I think it will be like a really interesting game to watch. Like, I think there's going to be there's going to be loads of little body. like, but yeah. also I think this like specifically this one, there's going to be loads yeah. of interesting little battles going on all over the pitch, right? Yeah, I actually think because I think like tactically speaking, if Ben White starts he hates people that dribble at him like he hates playing against Rashford so I actually think maybe Solomon against Ben White Mm -hmm. that may help Solomon because he's a direct dribbler um Mm. so to so to speak but yeah I think I don't I think the good thing is is what we're seeing apart from the Carabao Cup whoever's kind of slotting in and the positions that they are playing they're they're not they're not necessarily playing not them playing themselves but they're playing the role of the system so whether whether sonny starts on the left or solomon starts on the left they're going to try and still play in the same way um so whichever choice he does make um yeah like i said i won't be disappointed um either way i'd like to see i think like um doggy up against saka will be potentially pretty tasty right but you know, I mean, it'll be interesting. Shame I will not be witnessing any of it. <laughs> I don't believe they watch it. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I just can't. Man- Do you know why? I will explain this right now. It's because I live with another Tottenham fan, and when I lived on my own, I could have it on and literally just like turn it off if it got scary, or like leave the room, or turn the sound down. Whereas now I live with Ollie. If it's on, it's on. 
I can't, I can't like manage it in any way. So now I just say, you go out and I won't, and I just won't do it at all. And you can just let me know what happened. <laughs> and to be honest, it's served me, but the thing is, it hasn't. I think the last one I watched not, yeah, was like, ambulance, but yeah. yeah, like obviously um, I watched the, yeah. And like, I, you know, I'm like, I'm not that cowardly. I will always watch the home one. Um, I think the last away one I watched was like four years ago, something like that. Like the, I think the four, two when Yang got sent off. Yeah. So I'm talking about watching it, can I? <laughs> Maybe you know. Yeah, I do. I believe. I know. Oh my god! I can't embrace the embrace the pain. Embrace the pain. All right, maybe, 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 maybe. Um, I do. I believe in Ange so fervently. Like I'm fully, honestly. Like I was a believer before, but after Saturday, now I'm like, this is it. He's the guy. I can't believe. I, you know. I can't believe we're so, I feel, again, I feel like we say this every week. We're so blessed, man. We're so blessed. So actually, do you know, whatever happens, it will be fine. Um, it's just, it's just one game. It's just one game. Um, shall we move on now to talk about our other team? Because a couple of things to discuss. Um, transfer window closed and we bought two more players. Um, I feel quite good about them because they are both, forwards um it is martha thomas who we got on a um, permanent transfer from man united and jang linyan who is a loan from grasshopper zurich i believe um we certainly needed some more firepower because we don't know when bethany england is coming back um but i also know that as sort of relatively chipper as i feel about it i don't know what the I don't know if that, uh, that vibe is shared particularly. Um, Lauren, what are your feelings? I think it was like my feelings was relief because mm. the alarm bells were really going off thinking, are we really going into this season with, without like a number nine? Um, so I think it, it's hard because I think Martha Thomas, she only scored one goal last season, but she did spend the majority of the season on the United bench. If we can get her West Ham form, then I think she'll 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 do a good job. Um, so yeah, it's not a terrible signing. It's not a signing where I was like, woo, you know, get her on the back of my shirt like I did for Jonathan. <laughs> so yeah, um, and I think Zhang Linyan. I think she's young talent, and I think we I think we we spoke about this all the summer. Like, why is everybody else scouting the World Cup apart from us? Um, so hopefully she can come in and make a good impression and we and we get her on a permanent. I think our kind of off especially on the left, I think we had a gap, so I think she fills that 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 gap for now. I'm I'm still disappointed with the window. I still like you know, we've we've got uh, a box to box midfielder who's been playing at left back in our three season games. I don't have, I have no idea why we didn't, we haven't replaced the outgoing Kes Harrop. Um, so that's a bit of a concern. Um, but I think it's really tough because I think you always compare yourself to the clubs that are around you. What are they doing? There are other clubs that have been doing a lot more um, than, than we have. But I think 
you know, we haven't been able to watch any of the preseason games, so I think we're just well, going to have to see how it Well, I think this is it. We have no idea, see, right? Yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't know whether the squad's in a good position or not because all we get are the, are the match reports. But, you know, equally we play WSL opposition three times in preseason. We haven't scored any goals. We've only conceded um, one, though, right? Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, <laughs> in, in isolation, losing 1-0 to United, I mean, they finished second... They're, they're, they're going to play off the Champions League football. That's a very, very good result in isolation. But yeah, it, you're looking at it like, where are the goals coming from? But, um, you know, Michael Thomas only been here two days and I don't, and I think Lin Yang's at the Asian, the Asian Cup, the Asian Games. So she won't be joining up with the squad yet. So I think we've got to be patient. I think my biggest concern was obviously when Beth was named as captain and they did the video of the speech, she was still on crutches. I know, man. Um, so I'm like, okay, that, that statement of, oh, yeah, she just had a quick surgery does not look quick. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It's really tough, I think, to start the season against Chelsea. We'll see, I think, what the squad is really about second game onwards. Um, you almost got to write that first, that first one I off. think so. I think so. Yeah. I'm just going to pretend that one's part of pre-season, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I just hope we d- it doesn't like last. I felt like last season we kind of strengthened, but we weren't fully there. And then we had a really terrible start to the season. And then we had to bring in Beth to save our season. I just hope we're not in that position again. Um, but equally, we could just be worrying about nothing, but we don't know because we haven't seen the team. So, yeah, I mean, I think that is a really space. that is a really big part of it because I think for me, part of a massive part of the problem last season was that I felt we completely lost our identity. Yeah. Like we, we just didn't have one. Like I couldn't, no. I couldn't see how we played. So if um, Villaham can bring back an actual style of play and a proper identity, which all the noises coming now, it seems like he is right. So if he can make that work, I think that will make a, a huge, huge, huge difference. Um, Sam, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I was, I was talking to Davina the other day. Um, she's like lucky enough to be going to the fan forum um mm-hmm. i think it is and she asked me like if you had any questions for the fan forum you know what would they be um and one of them was going to be like what we were speaking about in the pod a couple of weeks ago i think the three of us when we were talking um but even crazy that we we still haven't seen any footage from from pre-season like <laughs> like you said <laughs> like that, that would probably be my question like we've just had the most incredible world cup um you know, people watching games at all hours and and getting behind the lionesses and some people getting behind the Matildas more than others. Um, and and yeah, it's just I like, like some of them now. <laughs> Thanks, Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like I want to be watching these games. Like I don't know the women's team as well as you guys. Like I want to be learning what 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 like, who our players are, what they do well, what they don't do well, and. And you know where where these gaps are. It just seems so crazy that we don't have access to it. Like, and maybe there's like a really good reason that I'm not seeing. Um, but yeah, I I want to get behind this team, and there's no way for me to do it other than double tap on pictures on Instagram at the moment, which feels you know a little bit. It silly. is funny because we do do that, right? I'm literally like I like every single post by that account because I'm like I need you to know we're out here. We care. Yeah, literally go onto the profile just in case I missed any <laughs> it's true <laughs> though it's true it's just like give yeah. us more um 
yeah, it's really frustrating. I don't think there is a good reason for it. I can't imagine what the reason can possibly be for not showing us the team at all. Um, Lauren, what are your... So, I, like, I feel really thrilled. Like, I know she's injured and this could end up being, like, one of those ridiculous Tottenham things where we have a captain and she never plays. But I was very, very pleased to see Beth England be made captain. I think she was effectively our captain in so many ways last season. She was our best player and the way she was kind of on and off the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Her captain material. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, she's the face of the team. Um, she's the only lioness that, that we have and we know that a lot of the interest in women's football in this country is linked to the lionesses. Um, I think in terms of actually we need players in the squad who are going to drive up the standards of professionalism. She is the epitome of that. She's the, you know, she's the ultimate mm-hmm. professional and she has the quality and she has the leadership on the pitch. So I think it's a choice that makes sense. Um, and I think if you're going to, if you're going to make a change, it tends to be under a new manager. So I think it's, it's good timing. Um, I, I mean, I, the only thing I just think the communication was a bit odd because our, Shalina Zdorsky was our captain. She's still at the club. So it could have, yeah. you know, there was no thank you, you know, for, for her service or, or anything. So I think... I guess could there have been if odd. she's not leaving? Do you know, it's one of those funny things, isn't it? Where, yeah, it's just awkward because yeah. ideally... I mean, we didn't, we don't want her to leave, but sort of that ideally, like, she'd have left and we'd have gone, thank you very much and it's been amazing and all the best for the future and all of that. Because obviously she has kind of steered us through some pretty tricky times um yeah and ash neville I, I was a bit sad for her as well that she didn't get a vice captaincy role because she's i know i didn't think been there for the time but yeah for the promotion but i think you think molly barchip because obviously she's been with us for a long time as well sort of yeah, think, that role yeah yeah absolutely and i and i think then robert probably just wants one of his players again in the leadership group so i think mm-hmm. the choices make sense and i think listen we need as as we need the club to bring in players to get close to Beth England's level. That's the reality. We we have uh, a wide gap of quality amongst our players, and hopefully with good coaching, some of those players will get better. But I think at the moment Beth is the level that we aspire all of our players to get to. So you know, she's the right she's the right choice. Um, so hopefully. Those crutches come off soon, <laughs> and we get some some pictures of her. Just like, yeah, just tell her. Just give us. I'm like, just stop. I feel like the whole thing with Spurs women is like they weirdly like they hide so much stuff from us, and they think it's going to make us feel better, but it makes us crazy. Yeah, just tell us, man. Just tell us what's going on. Yeah, like any anyone who who listens to this before they go to the fan forum, you just let us know on her physical condition. Like, is she still actually? On the yeah, practice? that's our question. Yeah. yeah, like, is she walking unaided? Because like, which she is integral to to the good things that our squad is is going to do. So we need her um, on on the pitch. So I really hope it's not it's not long term. But we want to see that physio's report, man. <laughs> Seriously. And honest to God, if the Tottenham medical team like screw this up again, yeah, we're, da- we just, we're done. We need something. Because look like look at the like of the you know, when you've seen the Benton call videos, we're like, yes, he's on his one back. Like oh, imagine no. our mid- imagine what our midfield would look like when he's in it. We we just need the same. Oh my um, god, imagine okay. it. Imagine it, man. That would just be absolutely glorious. 
Um, I think we'll get, yeah. So hopefully next week we will do um, a big um, Spurs Women preview so we can get into all, like everything that's been going on. Hopefully we'll have, you know, a tiny bit more information by then. But if not, we'll just make it up, quite frankly, um, because they seem to. Okay. Amazing stuff, guys. I think all that is left now is your culture picks, please. Sam, you go first. Uh, mine are going to be pretty short and sweet this week. Um, I was given some homework by everyone on the pod last week to go back and do the original Top Boy because I'm an idiot and clicked the wrong one on Netflix. Um, <laughs> so I binged all of that um, with my partner. Now we're obsessed. Um, I'm scared that she's going to become a roadman and leave me for the streets. Um, but yeah, we've, we've really enjoyed that. That was a great shout to go back and watch that. Um, but, uh, a record that I've been really enjoying lately. Um, my, one of my favorite bands in the world, Turnstile. Um, they're really amazing. They did, uh, also bad, bad, not good. If you know, bad, bad, not good. Um, they did like a remix of, um, some tracks on their record. It's, it's really short and sweet. Three, three tracks on there. Um, but yeah really in bad bad not good style opposed to turnstile so it's like really vibey um yeah quite quite a chill um mix or a chill take on what is a very very sort of energetic hardcore record so <laughs> really, it sounds yeah not yeah the original is not chill at all the, the original is not chill mm. at all it's like yeah, the the record that I've like listened to most when I go on runs or like I'm trying to hype myself up or yeah, I mean I, I love it's your pre-game it. music. Mm-hmm. It really is like mm-hmm. uh, I'm obsessed with Turnstile. Um, but this is just like a really really nice take on 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 that music whilst remaining true to it as well. So give it a go. Bad bad not goods uh, remix on um, Turnstile's uh, record. So it's called New Heart Designs. Very cool. I will definitely not be watching Top Boy because I've already had this discussion with you guys. And I did, because I did go back a couple of years ago, me and Ollie were like, should we watch this? And we went back to the very, very beginning, the original um, series. And I was like, one episode, I was like, it's too stressful. I just, I can't be doing with it, man. I can't be worrying about these children. I can't. I just I'm I'm out. It's too much for me. And I think I was advised that if I was already stressed at that point, it was not the show for me. So um I know it's I know it's amazing, but I think I just I can't I can't. I just I, I know myself can't cope with it. Um Lauren. <laughs> See, we all have to know, you know, it's like a North London, it's an away North London derby. It's like <laughs> children getting into trouble. No, I I have uh, you know, I just I have boundaries. <laughs> I'm the other end of that. Like we we need to keep watching because we need to know that they're all right. If I turn off, who knows what could happen? Do you know what I mean? But it's like, did you guys? Um, it's like season four of The Wire, just not like endless nightmares about the kids. And like I was already in too deep by that point. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have just gone out. I'd have just quit. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to relive that experience ever. Um, Lauren, what about you? Yeah, it, it's funny because I was listening to last week's episode and I was laughing because I'm on my third attempt of Top Boy Summer House. 
but um, <laughs> but it is somehow, so I knew where to start. Um, You're like, I've got that. All right, all right. Yeah, I knew, I knew where to start, but yeah, I'm on my third attempt of trying to watch it. I feel like I, I do an attempt every time a new series comes out, so I am on my third attempts but I think part of it is um in the latest and last series is literally filmed around the corner from from where I live which is also where they filmed some of Luther um so that's why I'm trying again but again I'm kind of like it's quite triggering to watch like growing in up in and around growing up in and around East London it's just kind of like feels very close to home as mm. a show to watch but like there are some shows I just feel like I, I like I want to watch them you know just part of the part of the culture i'm not very a fomo driven person but there are some things where i'm like remember when the, the new spider-man came out and i watched the first two the night before so i could go to the cinema because everyone was going um so i am doing i'm trying to do that at the moment with top boy um we will see how far i get i think i've watched the first two episodes so um of series one of somehow so I will what has like stopped you before then i'm just a bit like there's there's kind of a lot going on and again it's like you know, these kids, they're so young. And it's kind mm. of like, and you know, and because like I, I've grown up in this area, like it, you kind of, you know, you understand how it yeah. works. So it's kind of like, you, I know what's going to happen. So You're I'm like, it to, is like, actually real. There's no, yeah, like yeah. This, this, go, like, this goes on. So it's kind of like, oh, like, you know, if I know it's going to be really sad at some point, there'll be a lot, like a lot of kind of like trauma themes. And then I'm just like, Do you know what? It's late. I'd rather sleep well. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm trying again, so I will see. But I've managed to avoid all spoilers, so if anyone send me any, so if I do get to the end, I, I haven't spoiled it for myself. So incredible um, as an achievement, actually, because with things like that, it just yeah, it's. I'll it's never, so I'll never forget when I was I tweeted that I was watching Game of Thrones, but it wasn't along the right timeline. I was catching up. I think when everyone was waiting for the last series to come out. And like, and I was literally at the beginning of season one. And anyone that's seen oh, it, the no. shocking thing that's at the end of the last season, someone tweeted me that that happened. And I was like, "Why would you do that?" Like a random person on the. I was going to say, cut that person from your life, but if it's just a random, <laughs> no, it was yeah. just a random person. Lock and move like, on. Yeah, I was just like, for God's sake, why, like what a party pooper. So <laughs> um, oh, cruel. Yeah, so unnecessary. Uh, literally, don't yeah. they know you're a Tottenham fan and you suffer enough, ma'am? Exactly. Suffer enough. Even um, if I tried to spoil it for you, I'd, I'd probably not even watching the right series. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but but yeah, clearly there's not a lot of shows on at, at the moment. But um, album-wise, Cleo Soul's new album has just come out. Ah, oh, so. you stole my pick. You stole oh, my I'm pick. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my pick, but not we like we haven't been discussing it in the, the last few episodes. Um, no, amazing. So, yeah, I'll, I'll let I'll let you talk about it. Just, no, I want to know what you think of it. I really like it. I I love her, man. Yeah, I just think because like her voice is so nice, um, but songs that are really relatable, and just you know when you just want to relax and you want to chill. Mm-hmm. Like it's just really kind of nice to listen to, especially like if you're like a late night drive or whatever. Great voice, um, so beautiful voice. But also, yeah. I, I think her stuff is is like it is. It's nice and it's chill, but it's not boring. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. There's always something like interesting enough so that you're not like, oh, this is just kind of washing over me. And I don't yeah, know like whether you can it's connect, you connect with the yeah. Like, She's yeah. a very sort of. She really kind of puts a lot of herself into it, right? Mm. Um. 
yeah i i was very very excited to see that she had a new mm. record out and i yeah i've only given it like one listen but i'm very into it so far because i literally like i haven't done anything else i've done like no cultural things at all since i think yeah since the last pod i just like all i've done is just watched replays of the game <laughs> like the, specifically the last five minutes that's like oh that's been just all of my content for the last like 48 hours it's just like who's been celebrating what interview can I read um what like mad footage has there been Sam I know you've got all of your photos ready as well that everyone can see which is very cool they're all like- I love your like your Richarlison one and he reshared it Oh, mate, it's so cool. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> That's like the second player now who's, like, shared one of your photos, yeah, well, Ma- right? Because Madison did as well. The, the, uh, the United game. But Richarlison shared one of my pictures way back. I'm trying to think which one it was now. Um, that was really fun. But, yeah, I think it's nice. Like, the, yeah, they, they get to see some some cool stuff. Because you do wonder, like, I'm sure somebody shows them in the change rooms, like, the, the sort of the scenes... Um, yeah, in in the concourse, like after the game, I think like the players really like to see that sort of how buzzing you make this many people, and like they're all still there hours after the game because of what you've done. I um, know. I feel like like we didn't even we didn't really know what to do with ourselves afterwards, did we? No. Sort of. Phenomenal. Where do we go? What do we do? It's this amazing thing we've witnessed. Um, which Lauren, you will absolutely have the opportunity to because there are no limits. Like Ange has told us, we can dream big. Doesn't yeah, matter what happens okay. next weekend. <laughs> no, I'm going to Liverpool. The trade strikes will not stop me. So <laughs> oh my God, are you go. Are we playing them away? No, 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 we're playing at home. Oh, you're, li- oh, you're not going to literal. Yeah. No, 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 sorry. I'm going to Liverpool, no, Liverpool at home, but it will be the first. Amazing match that my dad's experienced in the South Stands. So I'm excited for him. Amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, we're gonna. I feel like we're gonna need some documentation of that day. Also, yes, incredible. I'm not on, not on Sam's level skill of photography. I feel like I need to get a shot of you guys though. So to hit me up on the day, that'll be really nice. Yeah, yeah, I will do. I will do. Amazing. Thanks so much, guys. I've absolutely loved talking about that incredible, incredible day with you both, and um, I guess. Godspeed. Um, protect us all from what may come. Um, we'll see you on the other side. Sam, would you see us out? Up the Spurs. Mm-hmm.